the Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Danielle Alvarez grew up in the vibrant, electric city of Miami. After graduating from the University of Florida, she packed up her life and moved to New York City, determined to make her mark in the world of PR. She landed at a top PR company where she hooked up with a variety of mass and prestige beauty and lifestyle brands to manage product launches, coordinating events, and handle outreach to press and influencers alike. That is also where she built an entire division focused on multicultural media throughout the U.S., partnering with publications like Latina, People in Espanol, Essence, Ebony, and more to promote and expand her client base. As a result of gaining a deep understanding of the nuances and cross-cultural consumer, Danielle decided to aim even higher and launch the Bonita Project, where she bridges the gap between general and multicultural markets to build buzz for her brands and create a detailed, creative, and inclusive PR strategy for every client. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Happy Saturday. Good. Happy Saturday. Thank you so much for joining us on an early Saturday morning. Welcome to season three of GGB. Yes. I'm so excited, ladies. I've always, I've been listening, um, following along with the podcast for quite some time now, given that I'm from Miami, now living in New York. So it's great to hear stories from fellow Miami girls. I mean, I know you guys have interviewed quite a gamut, but um, I'm so excited. I know. (laughs) We have something in common that I just learned about you. We're both Peruvian. We are oh, really, oh yeah, my yes, hundred percent. I'm very proud of it. Like I'm always shoving it in everyone's faces. Like, hi, I'm Peruvian. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and we so have the best exciting. food ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was reading an article about you, and I was like, why didn't I not know this about you before? I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually people tend to like you know assume quickly that I'm either. Um, Puerto Rican or sometimes even Colombian. Um, it's a hair girl. It's always the last guess. It's like Peruvian. And I'm like, yeah, some people now, some people don't. But now I feel like even growing up, um, Peru was kind of like overshadowed by everyone else. <laughs> right. um, and I've actually talked about that before that I felt like, you know, I always had to be like the one remaining like, oh, I'm, I'm Peruvian guys. Like, hey, don't forget about me kind of thing. But yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way about me. I'm Nicaraguan right. and everyone thinks I'm Puerto Rican, Colombian, yeah. Asian. I don't know. All Asian. Type. Yeah. I get <laughs> Asian all the time. Um, but, you know, I used to live up north and I feel like up north people, for some reason, they don't know anything outside of Latin. I mean, certain people, but that other than like Puerto Rican and Dominican. So when I would say I was Nicaraguan, they're like, ah, you're Dominican or mm, you're Puerto Rican. I'm like, no, I just told you I'm from Nicaragua. And they would not know where Nicaragua was. We're stereotyped into like just three different countries and that's it. So it's, I feel you, Danielle. I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm from Nicaragua. Let's educate people about where yes. that is. So shout out to Peru. Shout out to Nicaragua. Shout out to everybody that's not from where everyone thinks everyone's from. <laughs> so Danielle, tell us about, well, with that, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. So my upbringing, let's see, I moved around a lot when I was younger. Um, I actually was born also up north. I was born in New Jersey. And at around the age of seven, I moved to South Florida with my mom. Um, we first moved to Fort Lauderdale. So Fort Lauderdale, Coral Springs area was actually where I first moved to Florida. And that was, um, a bit of a culture shock for me, even at a young age. Cause at the time I was, 
I was legitimately the only Latina in my in my elementary school. How um, old were you? I was about seven or eight. Yeah, I was like about seven or eight. Um, and I was, I mean, I was very young. And then for the next three years, I, I stayed there. I made friends. And then my mom made the bigger decision. She's like, yeah, we're moving to Miami. And I was like, no. This is like, you know, when you're already like 12. I was like maybe 12. Like, yeah, I was like there for three to four years. And I was like, mom, I, I don't want to move. Like you had, I had already made my friends. Um, you know, and, and I was at that age where I was already becoming a teenager and my mom was like, no, we're moving to Miami. We're moving to Miami. And I was so against Miami. And then finally, fine. We moved to Miami when I was in seventh grade. And that was the year of 2001. Um, the year of actually nine 11, not to bring that up, but yeah, that was, that was the year. And I moved to, to Miami, to Kendall. And to, now I look back and I'm so happy that my mom made that decision because I finally moved to a city where it was very Latin, obviously, and it still is. And I was able to connect and bond with kids just like me. Now, going back to my roots, I am Peruvian and there were not that many Peruvian kids in my middle school. Um, there was a lot of Colombian kids, um, a lot of Cuban kids. You know, there was like, everyone else from every like, from other countries, but except for me, I, you know, I didn't really have actually that many Peruvian friends, maybe like one or two, um, growing up, but it still resonated with me because everybody, I think I always remember when I first started my first day in school and middle school in Miami, like everyone was kissing with a cheek there. And that was just like, Whoa, okay. Everyone here kisses with a cheek, like back where I, where I was living in Coral Springs, no one kissed in a cheek. Like it was very white. Um, so, you know, going to Miami was a very big culture shock. And then, um, over the years, like I, I went to high school in Miami. And then when it came down to college, I ended up doing two years. I'm a proud MDCC girl, like shout out to my MD community college. And then <laughs> my last two years, I ended up going to UF. So I went to UF. Um, and then it was again, like, okay, back, back to like, it's a very white town, um, Gainesville. Uh, but, you know, I love I, Gainesville. I live yeah, there. We have so much in common. Oh my god! Wait, so what yeah, sign I'm, are you, Danielle? What sign? Yes, I'm an Aries. Oh, okay. okay. If you said if you would have said you're a Virgo, oh my god, I would have died. lost my shit. No, oh my god, my <laughs> my boyfriend's a Virgo, but of course um, he is. but yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm a very obvious. Like everyone's like, you know, of course you're an Aries. I'm like, yeah, I'm an Aries. Like you know, I'm not, I'm not. Um, what's it called? Because Aries tend to have that very bad reputation of like we're we're just about me, 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 me. It's not always about me, 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 guys. I'm always like, no. But um, yes, I am. A, I'm an Aries. Um, but yeah, I, I went to UF and UF was another, again, another culture shock for me being from a Miami girl now, like dressing up from head to toe, going out and everybody's like, no, here we just wear flip-flops and shorts and the tank top. I'm like, what is this? Okay. Um, but again, anyway. Is that, that how it is? It's super chill, right? <laughs> Very chill. Um, but then already at that age, I, I already knew that I wanted to do PR and, and New York was like a dream of mine that I had already like established when I was like 18. I think at around 18 or 19, I started getting the New York itch. I like to call it. I was like, I want to go back to New York. I want to go back up North. And my mom was like, Hi, Daniela, que fastidio. like, you're going to go back up North. Like, and I'm like, yes, I want to go back up North. Like I used to tell my mom, mom, I'm, I'm moving. Like, give me two more years. I leave UF and that's it. I'm out. And she was like, okay, whatever. Not believing me. And then, um, and then, yeah, I finished, I finished my, my undergrad at UF. I did an internship, a summer internship prior to like a year before graduating in New York. Um, and that was like a test for me to see whether I liked the city or not. I was like, I have to do the summer internship 
and really like get the vibe of like what New York City is about. Because New York, you know, it's a, it's a completely different vibe. I, I was fortunate enough to have an uncle that lived in Queens and he was like, Danielle, you want to crash on my couch? Feel free to come and, you know, you can stay here with me and, and live for the next two months and do your summer internship. So I did just that. So I, I spent my summer, it was like summer of 2010 that I came here and I got the whole like experience of like what it was to like live in New York City, intern here. And yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big adjustment, even for those two months, like without a car, learning how to commute with the train. Um, uh, and like, I remember that sum- that summer was like a huge heat wave in New York City and it was disgusting. And you were walking to the train and like by the time like I was in the subway waiting for my train, I was like, my makeup is melted off my face. I'm like, oh my God, this is... <laughs> This is this is real, guys. I was like, all right, there's no look, there's no chance of looking cute here. I'm like bag lady, like like being a bag lady in New York City is like a thing because you're you're not walking around in heels like Sex in the City. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Like you are with your heels in a bag to get to the office, and then you switch into your heels, kind of thing. So, anyways, and since you don't, like, and since yeah, you don't have a car, not, since you don't have a car, you have to take right. all your crap with you for the whole day because you right. don't go back home. Exactly. Oh my god! Exactly. You have to. You have to. I'm. I'm bag lady in New York. So, anyways, I, 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 I made the decision. I'm like, no, I still love it. I love it. I love it. I definitely knew that my heart was in New York, and I, I, I majored in PR, and I knew that if I continued to pursue that dream and come here, like I was going to find a lot of opportunities. Um, Miami for me, I loved it, but I just knew that I, I need to leave, and and I wanted to venture off into a new city. So, fast forward to. Then that was the year 2011 that I graduated and I left. I left two weeks after graduation. I made a decision to leave. My my mom, I remember, was very um, nervous about that decision because she she would tell me, she was like, Danielle, maybe give it give yourself six months before making that big decision. Um, you know, maybe find a job first in New York and then move. And I'm like, no, I'm like, no one's gonna hire me while I'm still here. I'm like, if I don't do it now. I'm never going to go. I was like, I'm going to find a job in, in Miami. I'm going to get comfortable. I'm going to get settled there. And then it's going to be harder for me to leave. I'm like, I have to go now. I'm like, I'll figure it out. I have my uncle there who can I, I can still crash on the couch with. And I'll figure it out. I'm like, if, and, and, if it, and if I don't find a job, I'll always come back home. Like, that's fine. So my mom stayed back in Miami and I left. And at the very, like the very first month or two that I moved to New York, I did not find a job just like that. Um, but what I did, I stalked the shit out of people in LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn was my biggest resource and tool. And I recommend it to everybody. Whoever is not using LinkedIn, guys don't underestimate LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn to me saved my life. Um, so with LinkedIn, I did some heavy stalking. I went looking for gators, like Gotham gators, who were, as we call them, like the, the gators that actually live the in gator, New York. The gator alumni club. Yeah. Yeah, the alumni club. So I started looking for those kids that live here or not kids, but yeah, <laughs> for any like anybody within the PR marketing profession. And I found a couple and it so happened that one girl was working at like my dream PR agency. And this dream PR agency of mine actually had been featured in MTV in this um, reality show called The City. I don't know if you guys even remember The City. Yes. The City, it only lasted for like one season and it never got renewed. Um, but it was, yeah, it was during the time that like PR was like super, I mean, PR has always carried like a very cool girl PR image to it. And in that show, this, this agency came out there and I was like, oh my God, that's like my dream job. Like it's like on my mood board. Like I'm like, I have to go there. So it happened that this girl that I, that went to UF was working there at the time. And I reached out to her, Tim Pena. I was like, Hey, 
um, you know, I just graduated. I'd love to set up coffee with you. I want to see, you know, if I can somehow get an opportunity here. So this girl who is like still a contact of mine, she she replied back and she was super sweet about it. She's like, sure, we can meet up for coffee. So we met up for coffee and she was very transparent with me because she had just gotten a job there. And she was like, look, I can't really guarantee you'll get a job here, but this is what you should do. Like, this is who you should email, you know, da, 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 da. I was like, okay, cool, great. So um, I ended up emailing the agency and they immediately, they replied that they were not hiring at the time. Um, and I could tell it was a place, it was like, the, it, like, you get hired there through who you know kind of thing, right? So I I still put my foot on. I was like, well, can I at least offer myself for an internship? Like, can I can I be an intern? And um, they replied back and said, fine, sure, you can come in for an intern interview, but um, it's not paid. And I was like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I was like, I don't care as long as I get my foot in the door at this place. So um, I did just that. I did an interview. And I, I will always remember my first time walking into that office. It was beautiful on park avenue all pink it was like super girly i was like no 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 this is it like this is my dream job like and at the time i also wanted to work in fashion like i thought that i wanted to work in fashion and um and then and then no and then they actually offered me a beauty pr position they were like oh um we actually have a beauty internship position available if that's what you want to do and i took it i was like yeah sure i'll take whatever so i started interning there and working on the beauty PR, on the beauty team, working for one of the bigger clients that they had. It was like one of the corporate brands. And it was about a month and a half that I, that I was there until I got the offer to, to, to work there. And then that's when everything changed. Like that was like the, the biggest opportunity of my life. And I, it's just like, I, even to, I, I still get goosebumps just remembering that time because I was like, wow, like when you're very determined and eager to get something, you will get it. Like I, I knew nobody at that place. I had not, zero connections. It was me stalking someone on LinkedIn that fortunately, like I, it, she answered back to me and, you know, somehow put in a good word. And, you know, even, even so, like, I, I just, I still get, I still get excited just remembering that story because I was so eager to get anything in New York City. And I mean, I was 22 at the time. So, you know, fresh out of college, like hungry as hell. Like I was so hungry for a job and yeah. And, and you then did I was it. there, and I did it, and I did it, and it was it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Um, and then it was I was there for about seven and a half years, and fast forward to now, I launched the Bonita Project. Yeah. So tell us, what made you leave one of the most reputable NYC PR agencies and venture out on your own to open something multicultural? What how what yeah. was that transition like, and why did you make that decision? So when I started working at this at my old job, I I was offered the opportunity to build a multicultural team um, on behalf of their agency. They saw that there was obviously a need for it. The that at the time, and we're talking about 2011 before Instagram had just started. Like there was no such thing as influencers. It was all still all the magazines still existed, and you had. Um, you had bloggers, but you didn't really have influencers. So at the time, like I said, like we're talking 2011, like the media outlets, there was still, it was very segmented in the sense that you had what we call general market and then you had what we call multicultural. So everything that fell into multicultural was like anything that was like the Latin publications and also the black, the black publications. 
So um, they wanted someone to kind of consult more so on the Latin side that can make relationships with like the Spanish language publications and whatnot. And anyway, long story short, that's the effort. That's kind of like what they offered me to, to help start. And I said, sure. I mean, anything that I can get my foot in the door. I'm like, absolutely. I was like, I'm from Miami. Like I have connections in Univision, which was absolutely not even true. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I was like bragging about who I knew at, um, in Miami and whatnot. And they're like, okay, awesome. Because we also know that Miami has always been like the hub of all things Latin media. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I started that division for them at the agency. And then obviously the influencers came about. I started making a lot of relationships with all these bloggers, with all these influencers within the fashion beauty space. And I was always very, very more centered in beauty. But um, but then, yeah, Instagram blew up. And then, you know, a lot of these publications also started fizzling out here and there. And a lot, but still brands, the brands that we were currently working with at the old, at my old place, they were invest, they were somewhat invested. Like I call it, I say it's semi-invested in multicultural because it was like, they didn't understand it. You know, they didn't understand how do we talk to this customer. And when you talk, when you say multicultural, it means a lot of things, right? Like it, they just try to like bubble everyone up into one category, which it really shouldn't be that way. Just in, in you know, everyone, everyone that's maybe not Latino or whatnot, like they tend to assume that one idea is going to figure it all. Like one idea fits all and it doesn't work that way. So is that um, when you, is that when you decided, okay, I, I have to then try it on my own? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after a lot, after a few years, like it was just a lot of frustration. Like you, this industry is very frustrating. Everyone has their frustrations with it. And like, you know, some, I, I was just over it. I was, I, I am, the, I, I got to a point where I was like, I'm tired of pitching ideas that no one cares about. I'm tired of trying to fight for more money because our money, our budgets are always scaled down to nothing compared to the other bigger budgets. I'm tired of doing like, um, you know, coming, you know, that we would do events in Miami once a year, twice a year. And it was just like, for them, it was like crossing it off the list. Like, okay, we, we went to Miami and did a big media event. That's it. That's the way we already targeted the multicultural consumer. And I was like, okay, one event a year or two is not going to do it. <laughs> okay. So it was just like, I was done. I was done. Right. I was tired. And I, and I said, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna launch something of my own that really advocates for the multicultural community and, and whatnot. So I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know if I wanted to do an agency. I really didn't know what, but, um, but then it was, it was, yeah. So I, I started with, with just freelancing. I, I decided to freelance on the side while I was still at my current job. I was like, you know, I, I have to see if this freelancing thing is going to be beneficial for me or not, or if I'm going to like it. So I started dipping my toes in that. And then when the name came about, when I decided like, okay, I want to launch an agency that's not going to be named after me or anything like that. I want to name it the Bonita Project. The Bonita Project, also the name, the story behind the name also, there's a story behind it. But long story short, it was named after um, the J Balvin song Bonita that came out Mm -hmm. like three years ago. Really? Um, I love that. I love J Balvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. He was like, I was obsessed with that um, but obsessed when it when I was like already like decided like okay I want to leave my own like I want to leave my job but what the hell do I name my agency like what do I, what, what do I name it and I was at the time playing Bonita Bonita that song I love that song so I was like why don't I name it something Bonita and then the name Bonita project came about like after like tossing and turning it with my friends I'm like what do you guys think of this they're like okay let's do that like yeah yeah, yeah that sounds cute I was like okay it, like, it's cute it's a cute name I was like sure let's do it so I filed I, I 
I apply for my LLC in, in the state of New York. I ended up getting it approved last year in January. And then by March, I left my old job. And Wait, so I you just started it last now. year? Yeah. Wow, this, this congrats. It feels like it's been around forever. I know. And you have so many amazing yeah. brands already. Yeah, that Alamar, yeah. which we love, Gabby. Yeah. Yeah, Stitch Clinique. Lab. Yeah. Stitch Lab, we did an interview also with them. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for also, you know, bringing all of your clients to our platform. That is really awesome that you think of us. Too. And they have such great stories. Of I course. can see I can see why you chose to work with these people. They're really amazing women doing amazing things. I feel like it I, I'm, I'm a true believer in the universe. I feel like everything, like, it's like they, they, they just fell into my life. Like Gabby from Alamar, I met literally a year ago. And once we met, like we hit it off just like that. We connected, we vibed off well. And I was like, look, like you need PR. And she was like, yes, I do. So then we started working together in, in January of, of this year. Oh, wow. Um, this year. Yeah, no, Gabby and I from Alamaria, we started working in, in January of this year. And in in a year, like she's gotten some amazing hits. I'm not going to lie. Like she, she actually is in the December, January issue of Allure this month, which I am so happy. Wow. So That's Allure. huge. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So she, I'm, I'm so excited for her and what's to come because that, that makeup brand, like it's, it's, it's so good. I already know. It's so good. I, I use know it. I'm, and it's and exactly, and it's such good quality product. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm so excited. So when, and with the, with the launch of the Bonita project, I just, I became passionate about obviously educating others on the Latin space, on the multicultural space. I mean, with a bigger emphasis on Latin because I'm Latin. Um, And then, you know, I started working with these Latina brands, these up and coming Latina brands. And Alamag is one of them. Stitch Clubs actually was my very, very first client. Like they took me in like when I was fresh off the boat, like I was fresh off with like, Bonita, like a month in, they were like, Hey, we need a publicist. We need someone to help us like craft the messaging of Stitch Lab. Like they were about to do their first event ever in 2018. And I was like, sure, I'll take it on. I'll help. I'll help. Cause I love the concept around it. So Stitch Lab was a very first client. And then Alama came through. I do consult for other bigger brands on anything that has to do with like Latina influencers, creating influencer campaigns. So Clinique is actually a, a current client as we speak. And I've done con- consulting for Bobby Brown too, which is, they're both under the Estee Lauder company umbrella. So I do get to work with, with well, I have worked with them both, but Clinique is still a client of mine. And um, and then I also work with a few other Latina-owned brands. Botanica Beauty is actually one of them. Um, and Botanica Beauty, so they, so she is also, she's an influencer. It was launched by an influencer, Una Dominicana from Uptown, from Washington Heights. Um, here in New York, who has a very loyal following within the Dominican, like curly hair community. And she launched her own product line and it's doing so, so well. Like she's done so well. She launched in April and I, she's already going into retail early next year. So I'm so proud of her. So the fact that I'm part of that story with each of these girls, like it to me is like, it's amazing. I love it. I honestly love it. I don't miss working with the bigger brands, even though like the bigger brands, yes, they have the budget. They have the budget to throw down for a, you know, a six figure event and whatnot, but like, it's not, then it's like, okay, I don't know. It's just not as fulfilling anymore. I don't know. These like making this, like helping these girls create their dream and make their dreams a reality is like more fulfilling to me. Like I love it. So speaking of of fulfillment, uh, what, mm -hmm. what's been like your biggest challenge to date? 
Oh my God, there's so many. I think as an, you know, as an entrepreneur with just a year up and running, there's so many things that I'm also learning along the lines. Like it's not easy. Um, one of the challenges, at least for me, is <laughs> and you're probably gonna laugh, is meeting deadlines for many things. Like deadline, even though that's our life, like trying to meet multiple deadlines is so tough. It's so tough. Um, especially because I'm a very, I have a very small team. It's me and two other girls that are helping me now. Um, so trying to juggle all of that and trying to please everybody is very tough. And then on top of that, we have the social, like our Instagram page, which is growing by itself. Like by the way, I really like it. I think you have such a great strategy. It's, it's great. It's perfectly curated. It is. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, honestly, inspo for us because we're still so tiny in this. Yeah. Um, but it's so inspirational and it feels like we get, we know you, like we know like the Bonita, pro- like who's behind the Bonita Project. Yeah. So that's cool. Perfect. I feel like that we, like Alex and I would aspire to do more of that. Um, but, but that's awesome. Like I, we love it. I am so happy to hear that. The Bonita, again, the Bonita Project just, and everything I'm telling you, every how it all happened it just fell it just worked its way like seamlessly like it just it just all happened i don't even know how to explain it properly it just it was born out of the blue like it was crazy because the name okay i had a name and then i knew that i needed to when i launched the instagram i was like i can't just launch an instagram like it needs to be i need to have a strategy behind it because there's something here and it i launched the, the instagram like four months after i had i was already working like and doing my thing like with clients like I was it wasn't until July mind you I had started doing Bonita in March of last year and it was in July when I was like all right this is when we're announcing it because I had done an interview with um people and as well people chica people chica did a video interview of me and it was like a video of a day in the life of me doing my thing and whatnot and it got so much buzz that I was like, okay, this is the interview that's like opening. It's going to be my very first post for the Bonita Project. And then it all escalated from there. I started getting emails from students and whatnot. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to interview Like, I love to intern for you. I was like, what? Like, this is insane. And then I met this girl. So my social media manager, the girl that manages all things social, because I don't do it. Like people think like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I have someone that's helping me with that because this is a team effort here. This is, again, I... I, I couldn't be here this far without my Bonita gang. And we're known as the Bonita gang. Like, that's our thing. Um, so I have a girl that's managing my social media. And she, like, we met through the DM. Because people meet like that nowadays. Like, everyone's just, like, DMing. She's, like, she hit me up in the DM. Like, hey, I'm very inspired by her story. Yada, yada, yada. And I was, like, oh, my God, let's meet. We met up one day. And then after that, she was just, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to help you. I want to intern for you. I was, like, okay, well, I need help with social media. Because she's also active on her social media she's actually a travel influencer um and she creates beautiful content when she travels like she takes beautiful pictures of the editing has the whole like does the whole nine yards and does things that i'm not even one i don't even have the mental capacity for and i don't have the time for. Like, listen if you want to if you want to help bonita and create content for us sure let's do it let's do it so with her help you know, she's been able yeah. to Yeah, I mean, it shows. Way. It's so incredible. We're so, like, honestly, I, I am, I'm such a fan of it. So it's so, it's so important for brands, like, to also have that visibility on socials and having someone behind the brands, like, that speaks to, like, the followers and to your clients and shares information mm-hmm. is so important. And um, anything that you want to share with our listeners about venturing out on your own, um, what are, you know, what's some advice you can give them? 
So a lot, let's see, well, venturing out on your own, like, don't be, don't be scared to ask questions. Don't be scared to, to also, well, one of my biggest, I honestly, this is actually an advice that I, I've been sharing around is also protect your work and don't share your whole life on social media. <laughs> and I know you're going to be like, what? But I think that that's a, my biggest advice nowadays, just because I see a lot of entrepreneurs and it's okay to like go on, if you're comfortable with, with being on camera and, and basically documenting your whole day a day, every day, like, okay, do your thing and promote your business, but also be be careful about it because I just feel like nowadays, like, you know, you have a lot of, you have a lot of negative energy around you and maybe someone's going to, I don't know. I just, I would be super careful about oversharing things on social media. I'm very careful about that stuff. Like there are things that I, I think are appropriate to share on social media. And then there are things that are not. So I always say that, like, I just, I'm very protective of my work. And I think with entrepreneurs too, like, like any ideas that you have, be careful about it. Like just, I feel like, you know, especially with what we have Instagram and, and all of that, everybody wants to share the whole world. And it's like, wait, don't share the whole world. Like I would be careful about that. That's right. Like tread, I mean, tread carefully. Side. Right. Tread carefully with that. And then also like, I feel a lot of people are always scared to leave their full time. They think that they're not going to, you know, they're not going to make immediate money. You're not going to make immediate money right away. That's for sure. Like, I mean, unless I don't know what kind of business plan you have going on or if you already have an investor, but you have to go with, you have to go with the mentality that, you know, you are not going to make that much money at the beginning, but you have to trust the process. That's like a real thing. That's a real thing. Like you have to trust the process of that. It's going to be okay. And that you are going to get your clients, like, especially in the PR world, like there are a lot of indie brands that are coming out here and there, and there's so much opportunity for them to grow. And like, you know, an, an agency life right now is evolving. It's like, it's not age. I don't even know if agencies are going to exist in the next two, two or three years because things are evolving so rapidly in our industry alone. Like, you, Especially with you, social you, media, right? Now. Oh yeah. Like right now, like my, see, and then this is, and I'm sorry, I'm like jumping around, but like, this is why I have my team of younger, like I have an intern that puts me on trend with what's going on. Like TikTok right now is the newest, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's been around, but TikTok, they're like Danielle, don't underestimate TikTok. They're like, that's it. Like, watch. And it, I mean, we already... So true. I do so many TikTok campaigns with like my artists. And stuff. Some, you know that someone has Girls Gone Boss on TikTok, TikTok and it's not us and it's like some old dude? No. Yes. No. <laughs> I have to get him out of there. He doesn't post anything. But it's so true. TikTok it's, is so impactful at this point. It's so... I mean, who knows if, 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 if freaking Instagram ends up coming out with their own version of TikTok and then wipes out TikTok like... I mean, we don't know what's, what, what to expect nowadays, but like, I mean, I feel like even so, like the social media audiences, like everyone that, especially in the influencer space, like a lot of the, it was always the younger crowd. It was like the, the younger millennials or even the Gen Zers, like the Gen Z, the Gen Z community is what kept social media, like a huge trend and like alive. And now those Gen Zers are getting older. So like, it's going to be interesting to see how everything is evolving because I don't know, like I even sometimes get a little scared. I'm like, okay, what's the future of PR? Because PR now for me, like I have to know how to speak to press. Yes. But also influencer marketing, like influencer marketing is a very big piece of my business. So, you know, I, you know, we, we come from a world where we, we were cultivating relationships with like media outlets and like editors and TV reporters and yada, yada. And now it's like, no, I also have to cultivate relationships with influencers. Like, especially for me, 
with beauty girls. Like I have to have those relationships. Right. And you have to take, you have to like take opportunity of all your resources around you and, and, and kind of mm-hmm. go for it. So what, what exactly is next for the Bonita Project in 2020? Uh, so next for TBP is definitely, we are announcing some new clients. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, you want to share that because we are, we are. Do you want to give us the exclusive, Danielle? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? There is one brand that I am so excited to be announcing. It's actually a luxury CBD skincare line. And you know that right now CBD is like, like, I mean, it's, it's been a huge trend. I hope it's more than just a trend because a lot of brands are coming out with like their own CBD products. But this girl, she's been at it for a minute now and she's Latina. So she's like actually one of the very few Latinas that I have seen with their very own CBD skincare line. She's based out of LA. Gorgeous girl. Her name is Andrea Barrera and the name of her brand is called Gracious Ohm. Um, so she's she's going to be a new client of the Bonita Project, which I'm very excited about because I love... I mean, I'm a big beauty junkie. Like I've always been a big beauty junkie. So like the fact that I, I'm going to get to play with these products and learn about them, like for me, it's like, Oh my God. Okay. Like I, I want to discover new products. Like, okay, how does this work? Like I love speaking to new, to new, to new beauty trends and whatnot. So the fact that I'm going to be carrying that as part of the Bonita project is very exciting. Um, so that's one. And then we do have another brand that's probably, that's most likely going to be a new client, but I don't want to announce that one. No, yet because, of course. You know, once, <laughs> we need to get a signature. Like once we have that signature, okay, girl, that's it. You then are you can announce. Yeah, you gotta get contract signed. Okay, but, <laughs> so um, awesome yeah, to so. finally like just hear about like this little like passion project not little ever but like it just started last year and look at you now it's honestly like shoot I'm gonna be honest with you I want Girls Gone Boss to be in the Bonita project I'm like can you like represent us like hello you've accomplished so much we're multicultural I want to put you girls on our Bonita Boss takeovers we have takeovers every week if you guys haven't if you guys for those that are listening every Friday it's it's, it's it's like a commitment to our community, our followers, that we want to showcase like a, a girl boss or a, a bonita boss um, in the community that's doing her thing. And every week, like y- just yesterday, we had the digital director of Oprah Magazine do a takeover for us. Her name is Ayanna Davis. And she did a takeover for us and t- like basically give us a day in the life of their busy schedule, like what they do. And it's, we featured everyone from editors. We featured radio personalities, even like Laura Stiles from Hot 97 has been on there. Um, we would included, like, love to. We would be yes. so honored. But please. Oh my God, please. And then we have to profile you. Then we put a picture up on you um, of you with wearing our Bonita shirt. Our, so our Bonita shirt and our Bonita logo has like become a thing. Um, actually, like that logo also has a story, but like we... If you look at our logo right now, it's like a very bubbly, fun logo. And it's very actually reminiscent of Miami because I wanted something that felt fun and felt, felt it, it had an essence of Miami. To it. Because I mean, Miami, again, Miami is a, has a still soft spot, like soft spot for me. Like it's, it's home to me at the end of the day. So when we created the logo, we printed them on t-shirts to see how that would go. And now people love t-shirts. Oh. Like they love their Bonita t-shirts. So we every week once we profile that bonita boss, we 
like we post a picture of her in her bonita tee. So we'd love to have you ladies yes. with your bonita t-shirts. We love it. Um, we want to be a part of the bonita gang. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Where yes, can people yes, keep yes. in touch with you and kind of hit you up and maybe like they want a representation. Maybe there's like some entrepreneur out there that wants their brand represented. Where can they reach you? So they can definitely reach us out via our Instagram. Like I've definitely gotten business through the DM. <laughs> but obviously, I mean, that's like, I, I say that with like a, a like just a bit of caution because we do get overwhelming DMs. So, I mean, if you don't want to get it lost, like definitely you can DM us, but you can, you should also email us and you can email us at info at the Lanita project.com. Um, and then we can, you know, let us know. Definitely just send us an email with a lot of information. I get sometimes emails that are not like, I don't know anything about your brand. Like it's great to know like, okay, what are you looking for? What kind of brand is it? Like kind of summarize it for me versus just sending me two sentences and being like, okay, I want more presentation. I'm like, okay, well, what? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm like, well, what? What do you? What? What kind of brand is it? Like, right? No, that's totally. Like, you yeah, have that any makes marketing sense. materials, anything that I can that I can look at and analyze because yeah. But I, I get it with when it when it's a a smaller brand like you. Sometimes a lot of these small brands they don't even know where to start. They're like, well, what's the first step? What do I do? Like I. And this is a advice for me, like PR, I feel like should come not so immediately. Like it needs, you first need to establish your presence, maybe even on social media. Like I feel like people need to invest in social media first before even dipping their toes into PR because PR, they now both correlate. Like if I, if you don't have no social media presence, then it's going to make the job harder for me. Right. Like I, at least I believe that. So I do think, you know, for any entrepreneur that's out there, like I do highly recommend like investing in social media somewhat, like paying someone, getting an intern, like a lot of these girls and a lot of these kids like that are social media savvy and have the time to play with different apps, like pay them, like, you know, invest in that. Like I pay my interns. I definitely do. I believe in the younger generation a hundred percent. Like if it wasn't for them again, like I wouldn't be here this far. Like I, they keep me on trend. So find a student out there that's like hungry to learn that that's willing to do it pay them a monthly stipend like what you can and trust me they'll get the job done that's amazing that's a great I, advice we're gonna yes. take that advice as yes. well yes yes i mean how many students are out there that are like oh my god they just want to like they just want to learn they want to work with someone yeah they just want a chance yeah so and tell I, us again, again your like, tell us again your website your email and your handle okay so my website is www.thebonitaproject.com um, our handle is at the Bonita Project. My personal handle, if you want to keep up to speed with my crazy life, is <laughs> at Danny Alvarez, P-R, and that's spelled D-A-N-I, Alvarez with a Z, P-R. Um, and then our general email with for any inquiries is info at the Bonita Project.com. <gasps> Amazing. Thank you. Danielle, honestly, yeah, thank you so much. To you. you know, we really appreciate your support. You have been, honestly, we didn't even meet you when you were already supporting us. You came to our women's event here yes, in Miami. That's right. Um, and yes, I did. So we really do appreciate you. You are a girl's girl and we really feel like the love and that's why we wanted to give you a chance to, you know, be on the podcast and share your, your business and your knowledge and just like, just honor you as a hardworking Latina who's doing her thing in New York City. So great job. We're proud of you and keep doing your thing for 2020. And send us more people. We love to interview your girls. They're so good. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send you guys my, uh, I will, I'll send you the info for our new client. See if she's okay. of any, like, of course. I think it would be amazing. Story. Yes. Perfect. Well, so many girls. <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us today. Thank you. We really appreciate it. 
you, ladies. Happy holidays. You too. Yes, it was Thank great you, talking everyone, to you. for listening. Continue to subscribe, listen, follow us at Girls Gone Boss. And, you know, have an amazing 2020. We're yes. just beginning. Season three. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Thanks, Thank you. Danielle. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.